Yo, diehards, what's up, man? It must be Sunday. Die Next Podcast is now dire state of mind. Of course, we got state coming in, but we're gonna talk about a couple things just to throw it out there for you guys. We're gonna be doing this um play awards today, season play awards. Uh, we're gonna reflect on the season, talk about you know, the playoffs, like me and state just said, man. The playoffs instead of talking about the lottery and stuff like that. Uh Tibbs um game plans, uh moves that we would do next year. And all the other stuff that in between, man. We got Dynex Podcast and State of New York Knicks. Let's get busy, man. Bring State up in here. What's up, State? You in here, State? Hey, what's up, man? Chilling, chilling. <laughs> I just sit on my tablets for this one. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So how's it going, man? How, how, how you enjoying this day, man? Huh? How you enjoying the day? I'm good. I should be happier, but I'm not really that happy. And I know oh my we just gosh. secured the fourth seed. <laughs> I know we just secured the fourth seed, and I know I should be even more happy. But I'm, I'm good. I've seen this before. I think that's what it is. Like I seen 2013 season and how that ended, and Melo got blocked by Roy Hibbert. And yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> Do you realize how long ago that was, though? <laughs> I think that was um, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, how old were you then? Ooh, I was... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I was about 23, 24 years old. And, um, yeah, about 23, 24 years old. That was a long time ago, though. I, I can't lie. I think I started point guard. I was 38 years old. Um we had a bunch of good vets on the bench. She, I think, Court wasn't Court on um, Corey McGetty on that team. Man, we had a lot of bums and burgers on that team. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was a fun what, team, man. That was Nick's team. Yeah, but I mean, what 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 kind of person were you back then at, at twenty three? Were you the same guy that you are now, or are you definitely a different person right now? Um. I was like a more like back then when that when, when we got to the playoffs, like I was OD happy. I was saying we could win a championship. And I thought that it was gonna be sustainable. Like that was my thought process. Like I didn't think about roster construction. I didn't think about like contracts and stuff like that. Like I didn't really think about that stuff. So now after seeing after we went to the playoffs, you know, then 2014 happened, then we trade for Andres Barliani. You know, we trade the two first-round picks. And then I watched Jamal Murray score 50 points. And I watched Donovan Mitchell score 57. And I'm thinking about Frank Nelikina and, and them boys. Uh, Now, I, I feel a little different. I feel a little different. What I am excited about is the direction we could go in, though. That's what I'm excited about. You know what I was doing in, um, in 2013? I was doing this. See that on my finger? I was getting married. I don't know why the fuck I was doing that. You know why I was doing that? Because the Knicks sucked <laughs> during that time. You know what I'm saying? I had nothing else to do. So I was out there in, in these streets, whatever. Somehow I got myself mixed up with this lady, and she she um, she um tricked me into marrying her. And now, like, um, eight years later, now now look at this shit, you know? And um, and now I don't have time. She gave me two kids, and not, now I can't even get out and celebrate like, like I want to because I got to be dad and shit like that. And that's, that's what happened to me for like, the last eight years, okay? So... I'm just telling that story and all that shit. I'm, I'm trying, that's a blessing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's a blessing, but that's that's the thing, you know, like um for everything that we've been through as a Knicks fan, whatever, like you can look back back at it now. Like you said that you was upset. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm, I'm married, I got kids, I should be happy, man. That's not necessarily the case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you can go in eight years, you can go from being, you know, a guy that's a bachelor, you know, don't don't have you know, I had I had a I had an older son, but you know, you, you live in one way, eight years, so much things could happen. Now you live in a different way. So just to compare it to the Knicks, man, like the Knicks um 2013, we were one way. We had to go through all the bullshit the last eight years. And now now look at us. We're, we're like a whole different thing right now. So, you know, uh, you know, it's good to connect the, the past, whatever, but at the same time, we gotta we gotta um we got something new going on here, man. So we got we gotta start, you know, projecting that energy forward. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and I think the one thing that makes me most happy about us making the playoffs is we're perceived differently in the media. And um, mm-hmm. we're in a great spot. It's not like 2013. Now, th- this is this is what I mean by I didn't think about roster construction, right? Because yeah. 2013, we got a bunch of vets on those stuff. But I didn't think, like, it would crumble that fast in one offseason to where Lou Thurmanson, that's his name, right? Lou, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. I told my wife to, to go get him, give me a beer, and she brings me a fucking Coors. You know what I'm saying? I feel like killing her for, for that, man. Who the hell drinks Coors Light, man? I'm not like I know I'm older, but goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Coors Light. Man, she might as well just um pour the bottle, give me a bottle of piss, but I'm gonna drink it anyway. But I think it was Almondson, right? You talking about Lou Almondson? Lou Almondson? I don't know what his name is, man. I, I was looking at a Carmelo Anthony highlight reel, bro. Don't even look at him, bro. Look at his goddamn teammates, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, look. So, now, I'm seeing Randall. I'm seeing RJ. Obi, quickly. Now I got hope. Like, now I, I, guess I got a vision now. And now it's clear. Um, but what is the thing? Now, I got a question of you. Um. And it goes past the playoffs. If there's one thing that you don't want the Knicks to do, what is that one thing you don't want them to do? Like, if you don't give a damn about anything else they do, it's just this one simple thing you don't want them to do this offseason. Well, one, the one thing I don't want them to do, like, let's say um, when the Knicks, uh, you know, the Carl Carmelo Anthony era, I just don't want them to do that. You know, we we, we already had Amari. We had a team set up, and then we went and got a, a fucking um, Carmelo Anthony and then traded all the teams, all the players that got us, you know, to that point. We traded everybody just for Melo. Then we had to start like, over at midseason. That's why I don't want to do. You know, that that's that's the the, um, the curse, you know, of um, Carmelo. But um, also too is like like other other stuff too. Like the, the Knicks will always do something that they don't need to do. Like um, bringing in Tyson Chandler. Like everyone talks about Tyson Chandler. You know he won the championship with Dallas and stuff. And people talk about him now. That oh man, Tyson Chandler was this that and the other. Tyson Chandler was was he was terrible. He was terrible. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the whole point of me saying that is that we we um you know I forgot what the what the terms were, but we had um Chauncey Billups. We um amnesty Chauncey Billups and we did something else to to get Tyson Chandler here. Like, why did we do that? Like, it's not like Tyson Chandler that is going to give you 20, 20 points a game. You know, he was just like a rebounder. You know, you know, a defend defender, and that's it. A lob guy. It's not like he can give us twenty points a game. So we like we um we we messed that up. We always do something that messes up. You know, the whole thing, man. So that's one thing I don't want to do. I just don't want to do something that's going to mess things up. So I mean, like, I, I would like to. I would like to basically. 
stay the same, but we 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 have to um figure out a way to upgrade of you know the 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 you know the things that we need to upgrade. We definitely need to um to get another score in here, like like we always say, you know, we gotta upgrade the starting point guard spot. However, we do that, you know, and then um you know maybe maybe get like another enforcer or something like that. That's really it, because I mean we're the fourth seed. We gotta put some respect on that position. So I feel like you know you know we can't we can't yes. get crazy. We can't get greedy. But whatever we do, we got to do it to the fullest and, and and just um go for it. Don't don't half-ass it and then half-ass something else, you know? Yeah, and here's one thing that goes, like, undervalued that I think we got to talk about more is, like, the, the, the things that you do sometimes, the things that you don't do sometimes is what's best for the team. So what I mean by that is when you trade players – from your team, you're on the cause like you're you're also trading your culture. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? You get what I mean by that? Yes. So like this offseason, not really too keen on gutting my roster for nobody. I I think I wanna um stand pat as far as big trades is concerned. But the one thing I will say is the Knicks do a disservice to RJ and Randall if they do not upgrade the small forward position. And I'm going, I'm going to make that a focal point this offseason. The point guard spot, yes, it's cool. But that small forward spot, bro, damn, we didn't draft Michael Porter Jr. or Miles or McCall. I'm off the Knox train, man. I, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> that's that's a lot for you, man. But, but I get it. You know, we um, yeah. I, I was watching Guard Up Knicks. Um, they did. They, they was doing their post game, and they they mentioned um, Reggie Bullock being like a, a starting point guard on the championship team. He's not. But they also said no. he wasn't a starting not point guard. I mean, you know, small forward, small forward in um in the championship team. He's also not a, a starting small forward on a playoff team. But here we are. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, but mm-hmm. definitely we we can't we cannot. Have him, you know, being the guy that's that's anchored into that spot, you know, going forward, man. I, I would love to keep him though, but to have him have him off the bench playing that bench role, that's going to be very important to be a spot starter. But we definitely, definitely, absolutely need to get that upgrade, man. But I'm I'm trying to figure out who who that guy would be though. Whew, man, I've been trying to figure out since the thought came to my mind about two three months ago. And it's it's difficult, man. I'm glad I ain't in that front office this offseason. I'm so glad, man. Um, I hope they take on, like, guys who are upcoming but don't realize their potential yet. Like, I seen a guy – today I'm watching a game. A guy like Dylan Brooks, bro. This man, he's a dog. He's a dog. He was dogging everybody today. And I'm watching this guy. I'm like, yo, he's 23. He only made 12 mil, 12, 13 million a year. But he's really solid, though. I would like more blue chip players like that. Take chances like that. We took a chance on Randall. We can take a chance on another player. I just don't know who or where that player is. Because it's it's hard to find a young wing right now who's producing. It, it, it's tough. Yeah, we we just gotta be careful. We got definitely gotta be careful on who we get because the next the next move is a doozy. You know, we don't really want to put too much resources in guys 
you know, that that are just not 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 there, you know. Especially like even the superstars, like you know, you're talking about finding like a diamond in the rough kind of guy. Even the superstars, you bring in a superstar, these guys come with attitudes and freaking um, you know, agendas and stuff like that. So they'll come in here and they'll just piss mm -hmm. on, you know, they'll be pissing in the corner and you're like wondering what the hell is that stinking in the locker room? And it's them, you know, they're the ones that that stunk, that stunk up the locker room, you know. Yeah. To that was one of the main things that Leon Rose was scared about, too. He, he said that he didn't really want to make... Well, he didn't say... Reports said that he didn't really want to make big trades because he didn't want to mess up the chemistry. And I respect it. And I think he wanted to gauge this roster if we make the playoffs. I think he wants to see, like, what some of these guys got. You know, let's see what Randall got. Can Randall get to the second round as a first option? That remains to be seen. Can RJ get better? RJ's put on a magical second season. Damn near 18 points a game, um, five rebounds per game, three assists, 44% from the field, 40% from three. More than, like, increased his free throw percentage by, like, 13, 14 points. That, like, I mean, 13, 14. Uh, it's, like, it's amazing how their player development and the coaching staff and these guys turn this – this whole organization around in one season and our thought process because I'm so glad. Just like we said when we wasn't recording, bro, I'm so glad we do not have to talk about the lottery. Oh, God. Thank God. Yeah, man. Definitely want to do that. The only only lottery I want to talk about is, is this, man. I got the jackpot app on my phone. <laughs> that shit's saving me a lot of a lot of trouble having to go stand online and shit and put my numbers in it. Where I can just put it over, <laughs> over my phone. Yeah, so shout out to shout out to the New York State Lottery and thank you for making the app. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Play the lottery yeah. right from your phone. It, yeah, man, man, they need to hurry up and legalize gambling in New York. So I could just go right to DraftKings. I mean, go right to DraftKings right from my phone in Harlem or in the Bronx or in Queens or in Brooklyn. And I could just place a bet in. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick. Of I think they did, right? Because I've been seeing commercials. Yeah, I've been seeing commercials like they've been putting the, the Knicks odds and stuff during the game. You know, so I, I think mm -hmm. something is legal. I, I don't know if it's um fully fully out there, but I think something is legal now. You a gambler, man? Um, I, nah, it, 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 it's it's legal in Jersey. I know that. Yeah. I gotta see what's up. I, I like I like holding on to my chips, man. I I, I be. I'd be, um, you know, working too hard, man, to 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 let my chips disappear like that. Nah, I I set aside <laughs> just ten dollars a week for that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Try, try to take try to take ten dollars to the moon. That's what I would do with that. <laughs> but um, let's um talk about player awards, man. I'm with it. Tibbs. Tibbs? How you feel about him? Yep. How you feel about him? Speak on. Well, we gotta do the history, man. Um, Tibbs. You know, I was talking about getting the other dude, um, the guy that, that used to be on the Nets. What, what was his name? That that coach? Kenny Atkinson. <laughs> yeah, I was on the Kenny Atkinson train, man, because I'm looking at it like the way the Fisdale came in. I wanted. I, I thought Fisdale was the guy, you know. So I thought that um that maybe Atkinson would have been the Fisdale that 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 should have been, you know, because of the way that that uh, Atkinson reminded me of Jeff Van Gundy, you know. You know the guy that's just a hard worker, super stressing out over over stuff like that. Um, being like so, like um, down to detail and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Kyrie kicked him out. 
out the nets because he would you know he don't want to play like that, playing with that stress. You know what I'm saying? But you know, hindsight is 2020. We ended up getting Tom Thibodeau, and that was the absolute best um option for us because you know he put his foot down, and then that, that that's the thing too. I, I wanted to mention that before we started talking about the awards, is that um like um like I'm bringing bringing you to that that Phoenix game. At the end of the game, um we sitting um Chris Paul was talking his shit, but all standing on the court around him was was um Leon Rose, uh Worldwide West. You know, all of our front office guys, they at every single game standing right there. Well, Wide West high fives, everybody coming into the um, back into the locker room every single game. So that's that's the um the, the really picture I, I really want to paint there is that this this has been like a team thing. Guys are like, listen, this is these are the guys we put here. Uh we're not looking for no excuses, nobody to come in and to help. And Tom Thibodeau got got a um a, a game plan, and we just gonna gonna put it in his hands and let's play. You know, and I, that, that's what I really appreciate it, man. So, so Tom Thibodeau, Player Wars. I see people talking about um, what's the dude, um, uh, Monty Williams in, in Phoenix. You know, but Monty Williams got Booker over there, and he got Chris Paul. You know, so you know, and and he got Aiden. You know, Dante Aiden. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tom Thibodeau don't got those. That don't have that luxury of having those guys, man. So, you know, Tom Thibodeau definitely for me is, is um has been like the the leader right now with with everything that we do. Man, Tom, the Knicks is first in field goal percentage defense, first in three-point percentage defense. They're, they're like fourth in defensive efficiency this, this season. They're first in opponent points defense. Like, that, damn near top five in every defensive stat. The offense has been clicking. I've been begging for them to shoot more three-pointers. They have been over the course of the season. Thibodeau's evolving. Um, I'm so happy that we got Thibodeau. He has to be the front runner of Coach of the Year. Just off the fact that everybody counted us out, bro. 21 wins. Um, Vegas had us at 22 wins. Um, even Nick fans, we counted, we counted ourselves out, honestly. I said 28 wins. That's what I thought this team was gonna muster. They Said hell no. Tibbs said hell no. Tibbs is a great coach. I think he embodies New York. Um, he's fierce on the sidelines. Uh, you know, Fisdale, he was giggly, he was happy, he was always smiling. I don't want my coach like that. Not 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 the New York Knicks. I want I, I like the coaches that's hard nosed, Tom Coughlin. I like those type of coaches. So Thibodeau has been great this year. He's evolving, like I said. He's learned to adapt. He got these boys shooting hella three-pointers. We're top five in three-point percentage. Thibodeau, the one thing I will say, too, that people don't like about Thibodeau, but I'm going to just learn to accept it. If he trusts you, he trusts you. Obviously, he trusts garbage Alfred, Alfred Payton. I wouldn't trust Alfred Payton with a, a, a goddamn quarter I just handed him. So... Salute the Tibbs, man, and salute to this team. He's definitely my running for the coach of the year, for sure. Got to go to Tibbs. Yeah. Just um, looking at the talking heads, you know, I, I don't follow none of them guys, but everybody's always resharing stuff on social media and stuff. So you get to see what people say. They um they just don't – they just don't after – the, after what the Knicks came from, the Knicks came from the garbage. We were in the garbage. And then Tom Thibodeau was here, and we went and we were in the fourth seed in the East. And and um they, they want to disregard. They put they put um like I said, Monty Williams is there. They mentioned a couple other guys. Um, the Utah coach they mentioned, 
a couple of other coaches too. But you mean to tell me that that Tom Thibodeau's not not even in your top top five, top three conversation of coach of the year? That's bullshit, man. You know, said so the Knicks came from the garbage. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then, like, if you look at the roster, um, um, Julius Randle wasn't supposed to be no all-star. You know, starting the year, no. nobody thought that he was going to be an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Me no. and you was ready to trade him for, for like, you know, anything. Not not even – I am trying. Not, I can't even find a joke. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we were willing to oatmeal trade. Oatmeal cookies. <laughs> Worried about I fucking love oatmeal cookies, man. You know what I'm saying? So I would have traded Julius Randle for anything like that, man. But but look at this. He became an all-star. And then where's his second? where's his second guy? You know, RJ Barrett, the second year player, is his second guy. Who else is there on the roster? Um, um, what's the name? Derek Rose is um is like he might be like a um a clone. He might not even be the um the real um Derek Rose or whatever. You know what nah, I'm saying? So can't it's, it's bugged out. Can't be. I never known Derek Rose to be this good. The way he shoots jump shots now, I didn't. I never remembered him shooting these type of jump shots. Like. Watching him when he came into the league, he was not this type of jump shooter. So, salute to him too, because when you get a, a injury like that, or becoming the youngest MVP ever at 21 years old, tears ACL, come back, tears meniscus, come back, rot rotate a cuff, uh, uh, ankle, knee, go to Minnesota, then you go to Detroit. It, his journey is amazing his mental toughness is amazing and that's another thing about this team too like they're mentally tough julius randall broke his leg first game of his nba career what he do come back averages 11 and 10 i believe double double come back it, it's it, it's amazing man i like watching this team i don't like watching alfred payton but this team it, it, is great and it's a it, it's um what's the word i could use it's wonderful that i get to watch playoff basketball first time in eight years play the atlanta hawks man I, <laughs> the atlanta hawks i felt about them uh you know they, they're gonna give us problems they're gonna make us sweat you know but they they just don't play defense like hard enough to to um to really sustain it, man, because they're gonna get hot. They're gonna go on runs. That's what it's gonna be. The Knicks are gonna hold them down, and then they're gonna go on a freaking like a lightning bolt run real quick. And the Knicks gonna grab them by the neck again and drag them back down. And the Knicks are gonna have the lead. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be up and down type of thing. So the, so the Knicks just they they just gotta um. I'm not really uh, the truth. I'm not I'm not afraid of them, you know. But you know everything. The the stakes are higher now. So you know the, you know. Uh, what's the name? Trey has the cheat code where he just runs into you and jumps and stuff like that. You know, cheating, playing cheating basketball. So it's going to be interesting, man. So we, we definitely got to got to get out there support. So, yo, before I throw it back to you, you, you um you mentioned Alfred Payton a few times, man. We got to let it go. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Alfred Payton, he sucks. <laughs> he does sucks. But, you know, I don't know what Tom Thibodeau is going to do. That's one thing, too. Um, we, we're going to have a week. So Tom Thibodeau, he might decide to just just ship. You know, Alfred. You know, back to the um, to what's the name too? Like, uh, to well, I was gonna say models. Models don't exist anymore. But he might send him to like just the mall and, and get him an outfit or whatever, something real nice to keep him comfortable on the bench. You know, what I'm saying sit next to him for the for the rest of the playoffs. Because we got Rose, we got um Burke, we got um Manuel quickly, man. So we got enough guys to hold down the force. So maybe Alfred gets shut down. We, we we don't know, man. But if he's not shut down. 
you know, and we playing with Alfred Payton starting or whatever he's going to be at, man, we, we got to support him because this is it's time to, is go time, playoff time, you know? If, if there's <laughs> I know you don't want to hear it. it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, Tibbs is too smart for that, yo. He's too – I was watching the Memphis game just now. Dudes yeah. was leaving John Morant so open at the three-point line. I think he was flustered. Like, it was so bad. Like, he was missing wide-open threes. I do not want to turn on a playoff game. Like, the logical thing that Tip should do is start Derrick Rose. <laughs> that, that That's what I would do, personally. So, teams can't zone. So, teams can't zone us up. Now you have Derrick, Ver Derrick Rose versus Trey Young. Now, Trey Young, he'll probably go and get his points off. Cool, no problem. But Derrick Rose is going to go right back at him. And he's going to have to worry about the pick and roll game. So, but if he starts Alfred Payne, cool. I'm going to just hope that Alfred could just, just don't give me zero points. That, 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 that's the most I got for him. Just give, don't give me zero points. Like, just, you know, when you say that, that, that reminds yeah, that, that reminds me of Frank Nilakina. That's exactly what I say when Frank Nilakina no. comes in the game, man. Oh, my God. You, you, you know there's a huge difference between Frank and Alfred Payne. If, he, if you say so. Basketball. If you say so. Because it, it, it really just about the three-point shot. Because if Alfred Payne could shoot at least 33% from three, then nobody would be, would be complaining about um, Alfred Payne. Uh, Am I right or wrong? Dude <laughs> averages less assists than RJ. Like, what do you want me to do? And he's all ball. It's not like, bro, I don't even know, man. Frank might be. Well, I mean, this, this all season. Anyway. I don't even want. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be gone. But, but the thing with the thing with Tim, um, Tom Thibodeau is that he got Julius Randle running the point. Julius Randle is the one that's leading us in assists. You know what I'm saying? So it don't make sense for Alfred to be out there really because he can't shoot. You know so. You know, it's, it's really like just like one of those conversations. But, um, you know, it would make sense for Rose to start and all that. But then once you start doing that, you're changing what we do. You know, because now you got Rose there. And then coming in, in for Rose, now you got Burke and Quickly, which is nice. But when Rose comes in, Rose um, um kind of like galvanizes everything. He's the leader when he when he comes in off the bench. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of changes the flow of the game. Because, like, we, we start the game a certain way. Like, if you start the game a certain way to say Alfred got it going, going to the basket, you know, Julius Randle got his game going. RG's doing their thing. So that's one way that we play. But then when the bench comes in, it comes in with Rose, Burke, and Quickie. you like, pow, pow, pow. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of takes teams off, off um, you know, it kind of takes teams by surprise. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of lose that element of surprise if we take Rose off the bench and make him the starter, you know? You know, yo, this might sound crazy, but I would dead start Frank versus the Hawks. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, I know you were going to say that. I, yeah, and I would just tell Frank, glue yourself to Trey Young all game. And I can understand the reason why Thibodeau wouldn't do that. I would do it if you're running your offense through Randall and R.J. Barrett. And plus, you're talking about playoff basketball. You're going to need one-on-one -on -one ball stoppers. And we got Bullock. And I, I told you before, too, this that Bullock and Frank perimeter defense I've seen the other night, when um, Tibbs put Frank in the game, it was beautiful to watch. And I think having Frank 
and Bullock out there at the same time kind of bottles up Trey Young's uh, 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 craftiness and drives to the basket. I think it will do wonders for that. So I, I think that's probably the only wrinkle I would do. I think break, starting Burks, you'll probably mess up the bench chemistry. So I agree with that as well. So it, it's tough. It's tough. They got a week a week to prepare. Yeah. But, yo, I, I just don't trust Frank, man. Uh, the, uh, one game I'm going to bring you back to is the Clippers game. That Clippers game was crazy, man. There, there was um, the first play, the first defensive play that Frank messed up because he's supposed to be the defender, right? So um, it was me, me and my it was me, and my, my, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law. We all watching the game, right? This is Mother's Day. Right, so so this is the play. Oh, um, Frank, Frank, um, I think Frank got picked or whatever, or some something happened, right? Where instead of instead of Frank mm -hmm. um squaring up, because Frank is a, is is the stopper, so Frank should have squared up and um played defense, but no, he stayed on the side, hoping somebody would come mm -hmm. and um and um what do you call um help side de help defense, but nobody helped because they said, "Yo, Frank is there," you know. So so nobody came with the help. So whoever he was guarding went straight to the basket and laid it right up, and nobody gave no defense. But that was that wasn't that wasn't on the team defense. That was on Frank because they looking and say, "Listen, Frank is defending. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stay with my man." And then, but Frank didn't square up. He didn't he didn't stay with his guy. So that was the first play. It started a run for the Clippers. Then um then coming back the other way, um Frank um he misses like a, a like a three point. Didn't hit nothing. You know what I'm saying? Then the next play coming down, um he drives the basket. He was wide open, six foot five, longest arms in the league, like this, and like maybe five feet away from the basket. He jumps up. He wants to pass the ball. He doesn't want to shoot it. And then he shoots a freaking air ball five feet away from the basket. You know what I'm saying? And that started another fast break for, for the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? So the only thing that anybody want to talk about during that little stretch is that uh, I think two plays down, down, freaking Frank hit a three in, in, a, in the top of the corner. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing that anybody remembers. But the point I'm trying to make is that you just can't trust Frank all the time because Frank, Frank comes in there a lot of times and he plays great, great defensive stuff. But then... He'll come in and he have these games where it's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? What, what, where's your mind at? What, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? You know what I'm saying? So in a, in a playoff situation, if he does play good, it's great. But but he's going to have those games where you're going to be looking at him like, yo, what is he doing? What is he thinking about? You know, like what's going on in his head? To, to be honest with you, I trust Frank in that situation more than and Alfred. And, and I'm being more honest with you. I'm a little afraid of quickly in the playoffs because <laughs> he's going to get picked on on defense. I, I've been watching his defense specifically last few games, and he's he, he's not like he's not a horrible defender. Like he's not horrific. He's a rookie, and I understand that. But he gets killed in pick and roll situations. It's like teams attack him specifically in pick and roll situations. Today he was getting bodied up. He's getting bodied up by uh, Dylan Brooks, the backup guard from Memphis. It it was it was tough for him today. So I'm a little worried about Manuel quickly and and just in the playoff setting how he's gonna defend and if teams will attack him. So yeah, definitely. I, if, it, if I was a coach, I would definitely be going after. It's after it's a lot of things I'm afraid for. Over top and two. Yeah, that's some. Um, if you're gonna cheat, you're definitely gonna have to go after those rookies, like Obi and um. I said Alfred, but I meant I meant um quickly. You know, you definitely got to go after those guys if you're if you're coming at the Knicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but physically, whatever. I mean, Frank plays good defense. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. 
Good, man. I think I think we got we got on cross a little bit. Hold on. Now I can hear you. Say it again. My fault. No, I was just giving it back to you because um we kind of were like crossing each other a little bit. Uh oh. Oh my God! This. I can hear you good though. Oh, you can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you. I heard you the whole time. Oh, damn. Then why it sound like I couldn't hear you? All right. Well, cool. Um, damn. As far as, like, quickly as concerned, like, I was just saying, like, I was scared for scared for him in the playoff center and Obi Toppin. So, I hope they both a playoff situation more than those two just those two specifically because frank been in the nba blog and i know he's a better defender than both so yeah so i mean how will how will we go at, at um at um that's the thing like if you're talking about playoff matches and stuff like there's nothing i don't think there's anything different that we should do we just gotta we just gotta show up and just play our game we just can't we can't get away from our game plan you know because atlanta's going to try to get us to do something that we don't want to do so my, my thing is, is that we, we yeah. just can't allow that to happen. You agree with that? I wonder. I wonder. Um, I wonder how is the Atlanta Hawks going to play the Knicks? Because usually you should be scared. The team that beat a team every time in the regular season, usually the team that got their asses kicked every time goes in the playoffs, and they're like better prepared. So I wonder if that favors Atlanta, because we definitely did beat them three times this season. And in football, I noticed this too, like mainly in football, when a team usually like beats a team twice in a regular season or beat them once in a regular season, usually the team that lost that game will meet them in a playoff setting. And that team that lost the regular season game usually wins. So I'm, I'm a little afraid of that now that I think about it. Well, let's look. Let's look at it that way. Then, um, what what would Atlanta do, um, specifically to me to um to to trouble the Knicks? Like, if you was the coach of Atlanta, how would you approach it? Um, first, it depends. It depends. Like, if Alfred is starting, I'm zoning first things first. So I'm going in two three zone. And if Randall wants to go pinch post, if he wants to ice on the pinch post, cool. But I'm still throwing a double team at him. And I will force the team. I will force actually put the ball out for paying hands to make plays. Now, Randall, I'm sending a double team at him every time. Nerlens, I'm gonna give him a little space. RJ, we're gonna just dare him. At first, we're gonna dare him to shoot. Now, if he make a three, all right, now we're gonna play up on him, we're gonna trap him. But it's mainly about that pick, that point guard spot. It depends on who's there. If Alfred ain't there, we can't two three zone because Derrick Rose is gonna shoot shoot us out of it. So it, it, it's tough. Atlanta, John Collins can't guard Randall. That's the thing. That's the main thing about it. Like John Collins cannot guard Randall. Cannot guard Randall at all. 
He gives so, Randall problems too, though. And you know, that, that's, so I think, has DeAndre Hunter come back? I don't think so. No, I don't think he's he's come back yet. I think he's still hurt. So, I think yeah, we got a chance. We got a chance. RJ Barrett gonna have to play some good basketball though that series, for sure. He, he's definitely gonna have to play some good basketball. Yeah, RJ Barrett is the is the um is the X factor because like like you said they're gonna try to zone us or whatever. I, I feel like the Knicks have got got already figured out how to snap that out of that because we got, you know, when you're talking about shooters, we got shooters all over the all over the court now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to to Reggie Bullock. Um, if you zone up, Reggie Bullock is gonna be open and 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 he's he's able to hit threes if he catches it in rhythm. Especially he has one spot on the, on the floor that's almost like the red zone for him. And like when you used to play NBA live back in the days, if he stood on a certain spot on the court, you would make that three-pointer every single time. I feel like Reggie Bullock is on that level right now on certain spots on the floor. So so they could play games if they want with the zone. But I think the Knicks just got the cheat code for that. And then if it gets too crazy, we could just, um, you know, sub in, put, bring in the bench guys and start, you know, just um, play that game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, and when you notice it too, like, Championship teams have elite benches. Their yeah. benches usually wins playoff games for them. I've seen Golden State during their little championship run. I've seen their bench run teams off the floor, literally. Like, and they'll have one starter in with the bench. So it'll be it'll be like Curry with Iggy, with Sean Livingston, with Mo Spates. <laughs> Man, and, and they just bombing from everywhere from three. So you, your bench play, you got Ginobili who's coming off the bench, right? It, 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 your bench is what carries you sometimes throughout the playoffs because your stars is going to be exhausted. Like, Randall's going to be exhausted, bro. He's going to be exhausted. But it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a fun matchup. Um, Bogey, Bogey's another guy. I hope um, – Tips put Bullock on bogey. And I just pray to God that whoever matches up with Trey Young, they could just hold their man. But I definitely I, I oh man, Tibbs, just please, please play Frank this series, bro. To guard this man, Trey Young. Cause I do not want to see him score 40 every game for no reason. But I mean, you know, I I got I guess I gotta pull out the um the splits or whatever, but I don't I don't think um what did, I'm gonna see what Trey Young averaged against us, man. Because I, you know, like, like if anything, if he dropped forty, that's fine. But, but as long as we don't, we don't um, let him make those passes, you know, because he makes passes when he gets stuck, he always finds the right guy wide open, man. So the thing is, we just gotta stop those guys from shooting, you know. Let me check out this mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. against the Knicks, because he's always give us problems with that. He they, they get into it where he starts jumping into us and stuff like that, and guys get frustrated. You know that that's a real corny style of basketball. I'm looking at um, yeah. I'm trying to see his averages here against the Knicks. This is um Atlanta splits, I think. Let me see. Against the against the Knicks, he averaged um, that's assist points. He averaged on 24 points and 12 assists. So I mean, for the for the year, he averaged. Yeah. That's what he averaged, right? For the year, he averaged on yeah. um, 25 points and wow, nine assists. Dude. So I mean. Yeah, 25 points and nine assists. So he's basically putting up his season averages against the Knicks. So that's that's good. Bro, I remember today's NBA is soft, man. Cause mm -hmm. I remember 15 years ago, like 10 years ago, bro. 25 and 9 was like 
only like one play in the league, two plays in the league was doing that. Today's NBA, it's like 10 of them motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's like 10 yeah. of them. I don't know if it's more talented, probably. It's just more abundance of talent, but the rules are softer. It's geared towards offense. I'm looking at some of these numbers, bro. Russell Westbrook in a month averaged 23, 16, and 18. Like, I've never seen nothing like that. Like, that is inhuman. <laughs> Curry, yeah, it- 88 threes in a month, 89. What? <laughs> It's a different game, man. You look at you look at the old Knicks. Uh, Derek Harper used to um, hand check guys, and literally would just be grabbing the guy's shorts where the guy can't move. You know, so you can't do that anymore. These these players here, that's the reason why there's so many of them putting up all these gaudy numbers and stuff. Is because that's the reason. Like um like Trey Young, um it's more, like the referee will more call a play like if Trey Young runs into you and then jumps, he's gonna call a, a freaking defensive foul on you every single time. That's just the way the exactly. NBA is. Back in the days, they wouldn't call anything. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't have yep. called anything, especially in the playoffs. You know, it would have just been fact. no. Yeah, it would have been just no, um, no harm, no foul kind of call. You know, no. you know what I'm saying? So it's just different. You know, I, I want, I want guys to put, uh, you know, on like elbows and dudes' chest. I don't see that anymore. I see everybody nope. talking. Everybody loves to talk, 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 but nobody wants to put no hands on nobody. You nope. know what I'm saying? I, I, it gets on my nerves when guys get a foul and when they get fouled hard. And it's not even like a old, like a really hard foul, but then they get up and they start getting the guy's face, whatever. I mean, the, you know, play the game, you know. I was getting mad yeah. the other day. I made a little snippet about it. Say, yo, get back in the game and play. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you that mad about the way this guy touched you, then put a freaking um 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 elbow in his chest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, um, what's the name? Trey Young driving the, driving the lane. If you're getting pissed off, the referees keep calling that stuff. Then elbow Trey Young in his throat. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not, you're not trying to hurt him. You're not trying to end his career. But you, you want him to know that you're there. You know, and say, listen, we're not going to be dealing with this dumb shit anymore. Put a freaking elbow in these guys' chest. You make them, let them know that you're there. You know, if, if you're going to start Alfred Payton, if Alfred Payton is going to start, then he needs to put an elbow in Trey Young's chest before they kick his ass out of the game. Facts. Facts. And you know what? I, another thing I love about the playoffs now that we're talking about um, Trey Young specifically. I noticed that the referees referee James Harden differently in the playoffs. And he don't get those same them same fouls he get regular season. He don't get those same fouls in in, in, in the playoffs at all. And that's a yeah. fact. So I'm just hoping the refs still stay solid and they don't call those, you know, ticky-tack fouls where he's driving to the lane and he goes to a full-blown stop fills your body, and then just rise up and shoot, and that's a foul. Like, that is not a foul. I think that that's one of the worst calls in basketball, matter of fact. Every time I see Trey Young do that, I do not like his game. Good basketball player. Hate his game. Hey, he's boring. He's, the, the way that this the, the Atlanta Hawks play is just straight boring. But, I mean, you know, they, they, they got other guys now. They're getting healthy and stuff, so – Yo, when um, when they when, um, when the last time we played them, I think we made we had to go to overtime to beat them, right? So yes. um, towards towards the end, that guy Bogan, out of nowhere, he we locked him down the whole game. That out of nowhere, he just came down and um just um dribbled into the paint and pulled up. He did it like like three or four straight times, you know. So like the Knicks couldn't stop that. So I mean, it's like stupid shit like that. We have to we have to just stop stop. We have to stop guys from doing dumb stuff like that to um to to beat us, whatever, man. We definitely gotta um gotta lock down definitely harder. And then, like I said, we um instead of letting um, Trey Young do his thing, like the like me, if me and you could scout it and we could say what what uh, what Trey Young is doing, then then I'm for damn sure 
that um I keep forgetting my man's name, the um the the Asian brother that that's with the Knicks. Um, he's like their video coordinator, mm-hmm. assistant to the coach and stuff. I hope that he's cutting that tape and saying, "Listen, this is how we need to stop this dude." You know, um, um, shout out to Johnny Bryan and all these guys. I hope they're getting into the into the lab now and really um saying, "Listen, before he makes this move, this is this is where we need to pop up and stop him." Because because um before he gets to that spot mm-hmm. where where he makes that stupid ass move when he comes in and jumps into you and makes you makes you get that foul before he does that, there's got to be. A cheat code for him, man. So you know, I'm gonna be driving myself crazy actually now that um that you brought it up because I'm gonna be looking at film myself trying to figure out when to stop him. You know what I'm saying? Because um that, that's that's really it, there, man. We we have to we have to um to really lock in with, with this coaching staff, and it's up to them. It's not really up to the players. It's up to them to devise that game plan to stop these guys from from just you know just dancing around the court. You know, it's it's just gotta stop. That stuff's gotta stop. Yeah, yo. I, last few games. I'm noticing like more, a little more, even though the team defense is still great, we still holding teams under 100 points. Just noticing a little too much dribble penetration. So I hope the Knicks tighten that up. I, they need this week break. They damn sure need it. Reggie Bullock needs it the most. It seemed like every second half, he's just worn down. <laughs> like yeah. every second half, like it, it never fails. Um, Randall, he damn sure needs a week off. Tibbs. He played 46 minutes yesterday. Tibbs is a madman. <laughs> yeah. There's no days off for Tibbs, man. Like, you've been playing these minutes all year. You ain't getting no day off today, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> even Tibbs. Like, like other coaches say, like Phil Jackson. Even, um, what's my man um, uh, uh, from um, from San Antonio? He, he would give his head assistant, make his head assistant be the coach for the night. You know, mm-hmm. Phil Jackson used to do that all the time. He would have, like, um... Now, I was gonna say Eric Snow, but I keep forgetting the, um their guys they, they used to have on the team, um but but he used to let them guys um you know uh, what's my man um um uh, Kurt Rambis he used to let Kurt Rambis coach a few games you know what I'm saying Kurt just to Rambis. um yeah just to give himself a break. Tom Thibodeau's not about that. Tom Thibodeau is yelling, cursing, you know everybody out, you know you know no matter what's going on, you know last game of the year and all this other stuff, you know it's it's it might as well be day one, you know. No, it's- Tibbs could be a 20. You miss, you have a defensive mishap. He calls timeout. He's chewing you up. It's four minutes yeah. left in the game. Like, bro, you know, <laughs> like you're too intense. But I love it though. He he don't fit. He don't fit well with every type of NBA player. If you're not interested in winning, if you're just interested in your brand and not putting your full effort into the game, he's not going to be the coach for you. <laughs> he, yeah, he's not gonna be the coach for you. So he got the right crew. People, Definitely got the right crew. Shout out to Bullock. You know, if if you look if you look at everybody's background story, like Reggie Bullock, I mean, uh, Reggie Bullock's um freaking um sister got got murdered, bro. I think I think two people in his family close to him got murdered. You know what I'm saying? And then look look at the character of this guy. That's just the resilience and uh, you know, everything about him. It just it just shows shows you the um why why we're winning. You know, um, check out on Julius Randle everything that, that he's gone through in his career. Even just um, like Kobe was his guy, and look at all the stuff that he brought, that he learned from Kobe that he's bringing um, to to the young guys now on our on our team as a leader. Nobody ever thought that that was gonna happen, but look at the history of these guys. You can you can get a story from every single guy, even even Nernas Noel. He's um, he was like uh, a bust. You know, he was a bust in the beginning. Something happened um, along the way uh, when he got to OKC and 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 whatever that he just turned into a different player now. You know, we, we could I can make that conversation for every single player that we that we have. 
So it just it just so we just have the um the perfect storm right now with with Tom Tibbler running the show, all the other guys behind the scenes, man. This is just this is it. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is it right here, bro. Yeah, man. For to, to play on the tips, you got to be a certain type of player. You got to be mentally ready. Like you got to be mentally prepared. So from now on, when I look at certain cats, like what I what I'm looking for is what kind of player are you mentally? Like, wait, what's his background? Like, what where where he from? Do he know struggle? Do he know mental mental pain? Like, has he had a loss in his family? Like, what did he learn from that? Did he have a tough upbringing? Those things count because when you're in a Nick Jersey, right, you got to have a lot of mental toughness to play here. This is not a place for certain people to come here and produce, man. This is not the place for that. And yeah. I've seen two dudes past 10 years who've shown up in New York and at least tried to take on the mantle. Carmelo Anthony. Julius Randle. So shout out to those two brothers, man. Cause it is hard. You matter of fact, I know you seen Knuckleheads. Is it Knuckle Knuckleheads podcast? Dude Corey McGetty said that yo, he, he had Nick teammates who did not come outside, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I believe it. <laughs> Say he's had teammates who do not come outside. So uh, don't don't bring no softy here, man. Don't bring no Porzingis guys here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, we 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 talk about Alfred a lot on the show, right? But could you imagine what Alfred Payton is going through? Alfred Payton is probably one of those guys. Alfred Payton can't walk the streets, not in New York City. Cause like like the, the nah. way that you talk about Alfred, man, there's a million other motherfuckers just like you. That if he if he just go into the <laughs> store store to get a get a a, a, quart, a cart of milk and stuff like that to feed the feed the um you know to get him some cereal or something like that, guys are like, yo, you fucking suck, fuck you. Say, bro, I got my kids with me, son. Like, man, fuck your kids, bro. Get the fuck up out of here. You know that's how Knicks that's how Knicks fans are. So I, I can't even imagine, man. So you know I I wanted to segue that into some way into this thing, but this is the rare opportunity. Yo, know, um, the last the last month or so, Alfred has been extremely bad. He was bad. He been bad already. It's not that's not is there's no um way around that. But just the last um five games or so, he has been really bad. You know, like 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 so. I, I'm thinking that 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 we got into his head. You know what I'm saying? He can't take a piss. He can't do nothing. He can't do nothing without somebody. You know, I'm quite sure. Like if he lives in an apartment or something like that, I'm quite sure there's a Nick fan next door or somebody that gets him every day. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel sorry for the cat, man. So, I mean, you know, you know, I don't know. I feel, I feel like we got to give him a little, little slack, especially now, man. Because if he's gonna be out there, we need a, we need his head straight. We don't need everybody cursing his moms out every five seconds. You know? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Let me give you the honest, the honest assessment about Alpha and why a lot of people salty about her. I'm gonna be down. Oh my gosh. For me personally, I just feel like he stole Knox and Frank minutes. That's just for me personally. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was gonna say something else. <laughs> I wish I had a he drum roll, but I was gonna drum roll you. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was about to say something. <laughs> Yeah, but what what does that say though? Minutes. But what does that say though? Huh? What does that say? 
If Alfred, if Alfred Payton is stealing your minutes, what does that say about you? So I could go a different, I could go a couple of ways with this. <laughs> but since I'm going to be petty right now, go my conspiracy theory that right, right? Yeah. So Frank fires CAA, gets a new representation. Alfred is represented by CAA. Um, you know, he gets this starting job. Obviously, we know he stinks, but he still gets the starting job, does whatever he wants, goes sits he, when he leaves the game, he goes sits to the chairs by himself. So political reasons why he gets minutes. And um, you know, previous regime draft after Kevin Knight, they didn't draft these guys. So now they give they gotta give Obi minutes and they gotta give Quigley minutes. Obi was borderline garbage for like about a month straight, and he was still getting minutes along with Alfred. So yeah, um, a lot of politics, a lot of try to kick, uh, showcase Alfred for his next job. You know, a lot of those things. But I'm never going. I'm going to take that to the grave. I'm telling you right now, dog. I'm taking that to the grave. He stole Frank and not minutes. He's a thief, and I'm mad with him. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! You calling him a thief? <laughs> oh man, I feel yeah, like I feel like if if you ever run into Alfred Payton, you can, you guys just gotta square up now, man. You calling him a thief and shit? He got he got a he got a um you know fight for that name because I don't I don't know how he got that Twitter handle. Um, well, his Instagram handle is just straight Alfred. How the hell did he secure that? You know what I'm saying? He's like the only Alfred in the world. Nobody else got Alfred. But why he he's so fly that 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 he was able to get Alfred? I it's just bugged out. It bugs me out every time I see it. Stole that too. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! But how could he steal, man? If if he's legally blind, right? Ain't that the thing we keep crazy. saying that he's legally blind? He didn't do it. See, this is him right now getting arrested for. For stealing um, the Alfred um, Alfred thing, but he's legally blind, so how how could he um how could he steal it? You know, I, <laughs> yo, I can't even believe like the oh, Knicks shit. had to watch him for two years straight. Like, and the argument usually is, well, he's better than Frank. Well, he's better than Knox. Man, I don't give a damn. You know, he ain't the future point guard. He ain't nothing. So why are we with Tom here when I could have watched Frank Nilakina get precious developmental minutes? Play. Oh play my God! Game. You said the D word. What developmental minutes? Yo, he's been in the league four years. Developing. God damn. Hold on. When we topping. Ever defends like Frank Nilakina, and he's already older than him, and he averages four points. I think that's when you can get a point right there. But right now, I ain't letting that slide. <laughs> yeah, but if we're gonna develop Obi, if we develop Obi for four years, you know, I think that he, you know, he'll be a little bit better than Frank. But the thing is, in four years, which is eight years, we'll still be developing Frank. Yo. If <laughs> Yo, in four years, dog, Obi gonna be twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yo! I get it. I get it. But yo, yo, you get, like, 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 yeah. 
man. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say with Frank is that like, like um, most guys they want to keep Frank. Oh, we gotta keep Frank, blah blah, to keep developing him, whatever. All right, so how long are you gonna sign him for? Four years. So if we sign him to another four year deal and he never becomes, because that's the thing, nobody thinks that that Frank is gonna be like, like a, like a elite NBA starter. They just think that he's gonna be an elite role player. So I mean, and if we if we sign him. And then, and then, like, throughout this contract, in four years, he's still not a fucking elite, elite defender. It's like, what the hell? You know, because, like, I, like, in the beginning, I was talking about getting married. In, like, in 2000, 2013, I had just got married. You know what I'm saying? So fast forward to now, I got two kids out of this out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things can happen in, um, in, in like, a few years. You know what I'm saying? Yo, um, um, my, my wife got pregnant two months after we got married. So, like, the next year, we, we was already got our first kid. So it was like, yo, who who was to know like three years before that I would have got married and had a kid right away? You know what I'm saying? So you like you just would never know. But the, the thing is with Frank, he's already had the four years already. So it's like you already know. It's like you you with this chick that 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 all she does is blow money. She likes to gamble, she keeps drinking Hennessy, you see disappears, you you don't know where the hell she at. You know what I'm saying? So when you're gonna marry her and keep her around for another four years, like you already know what the chick is about. You already know what she's gonna do. But you say, so but, why would you invest that much time in her? That, you know? So it hits different when you say that. Like I, I, I'm, I'm vibing with you, and I understand you, but it's it's it's, it's making me feel worse about Obi because Frank in year four is twenty three. Obi in year four could be twenty six, twenty seven years old. Oh God! And then you go. So you mean to tell me that when? Frank is 27 years old. He can't put up more production than Obi when Obi's 27 years old. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I mean, because Frank Frank has played professional basketball longer than, than Obi. You know, if you if you want to go there too, like Obi Obi, like um, let's say like three years ago, Obi Obi Toppin, even himself, he never thought that, excuse me, that he would be in the NBA three years ago. Mm. You know, because he wasn't good enough. But you know, he just caught, oh, uh, what he caught like a growth sport. Next thing you know, he he redshirted for another team. Blah blah. He goes to dating for two years. Next thing you know, he's an NBA lottery pick. You know, so you know that was his story. He didn't really play basketball, you know, that at that high level up until recently. Really, you know what I'm saying? So he's kind of like he's always going to be like a late bloomer. But Frank has been playing professional since he was like um 17 years old over there, and even before that, because they they have different tiers over there in Europe. You know what I'm saying? So he's been playing um, professional basketball for a long time, man. So he already got the Chico, so I, I don't know what's taking so long. Case in point, Adam Silver, you evil man, you. Don't ever <laughs> give my Knicks the eighth pick in the draft ever again. I don't oh ever want to see that lottery position again. I, no, no, no. Frederick Weiss, <laughs> Frank, Obi, I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> If I see another eight overall pick, bro, I'm gonna lose my mind, bro. Really? Yeah, yo, my my man Genius said that Obi got pedigree. Yeah, but but you know his pedigree is my man. Um, you know he was like a a, a street ball player, whatever. He it wasn't even like you know all that good. And then plus you see him, you see his mom's not, no no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there's two genes. You know, there's a genes from the pops and there's a genes from from the moms too. So I mean, you look at both of them, it's like okay. You know, you got, you're gonna get some traits from one person. You're gonna get some traits for the next person, man. So, pedigree is one thing, man. But I mean, you still gotta show up. And and we're talking about pedigree. You know, 
I hate when Nick fans try to single out certain things and they just don't talk about the obvious. When people were talking about the obvious with Frank for four years straight. So I'm not gonna let Obi get that pass and I'm not gonna let quickly get that pass. We're talking about a guy who's 23 who is picked in a lottery <laughs> averaging four points a game. And you talking to me about pedigree? I don't want to hear about no pedigree, man. We just gonna be consistent. That's all. I need to see better from him next season. I love Obi, but that is his this year's been distant for him. I don't care what nobody say. You could disagree. I'm disappointed. I'm not happy with Obi right now. Yeah. At all. Quickly? Hell yeah. He's a steal. But my expectation for Quickly is different from Obi. Because Obi, I expected for him to score at least 10 a game. You don't score zero points five games straight. You tell me about pedigree. I am with pedigree. Well, to to a degree, to agree, you got to agree with the pedigree thing because he does got the athleticism or whatever. But um, you know, I think I think with Obi, I think next year, next year, you know, we mean you both say that next year is gonna probably gonna be his real year about him going to the next to the next level and stuff, man. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were supposed to do awards, man. We only did one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a fact. We definitely only did one. Um, yeah, but we know we know Julius Randle was getting most improved player. How can he not? He's the first Nick player in Nick history to ever average 24-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and six assists. Julius Randle, that's it. That's the list. 40% from three. Dude is 80-plus percent. I think he's 81% from the free throw line. He's been amazing all season, man. He's got to be the most improved player of the year. And like I told you before, he should be on the all-team all NBA second team. That's where he should be. And I or Lois told like you, RJ Barrett should be on the all NBA team, all NBA second defensive team. That's just me. Yo, I feel like I feel like half the Knicks roster needs to be on on the first, second, you know, all defensive team, man. You you want to talk about Nernos the well risking his life every single play. Taz Gibson plays great defense. Um Bullock. Uh, even Rose is playing great defense. Like every single guy, even even Julius Randle, actually, man, plays decent, you know, man defense and helping. Excuse me, on um, team defense, he plays really decent team defense. Yes, it, yes, and specifically for Julius Randle, it won't show up block score because you know he, he don't get a lot of blocks, he don't get a lot of steals, but he has improved his defense tremendously this season. Guarding fours. Guarding fives, switching on point guards. He like I never like I haven't cringed at him. I found that noticeable too. I put salute Randall on that. I haven't cringed watching watching him play defense this season. Have we talked about his defense this season? <laughs> no, nah, not once. Yeah, if I could bring one thing up, I think it was the Lakers game. He um he knocked down two free throws, and right after the free throw left his hand and went in, he shot down the court to go play defense mm-hmm. immediately. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about stats with, with him. It's, it's about just being aware, having defensive awareness, like knowing your, knowing what what the hell is happening on the court at the time. You know, being a leader out there. You know, making sure guys are where they're supposed to be. You know, so you know yeah. that's that's really Tom Thibodeau. You know, but but the guys, the, the players, got to play. You know, so shout out to everybody, right. man. So for me, just just for Julius Randle specifically. I know I've said things in the past. I've said very disrespectful things in the past. I think one of the most blasphemous things I've said about Randall 
this season, and I've currently said it, I currently said it about like two, three, four days ago or something, that Randall was a championship fourth option. <laughs> yeah, I remember you were saying that. You were saying that heavy. Yeah. And Yo, people, the only reason why I was saying it, huh? No, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was saying the only reason why I was saying it was because I watched championship teams of the past, and I'm looking at their second options. And you, when your second option is Clay Thompson, or when your second option is Dwayne Wade, or when your second option is Anthony Davis, but I gotta hold, I gotta pause. Kevin Garnett was a first option. He goes to Boston. Now he's a third option. So, yes, maybe the fourth option is maybe that's just very disrespectful. Okay? But I know he's not a one option. That I know for sure. I wish the Knicks could get a guy who could be the one option and then Randall could be settled in as the second or third option. I think RJ is certified for one of those options. I just need a one option in here, bro. I just need a, I need a one in here. I need a guy who could get his own bucket. Because I don't believe that Randall has the one option can get us that far. Now, how does he change that notion? Kick Philly ass in the second round, then, you, then we can have, have a real discussion about that. You beat the, the second round? Wow. I, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, if we beat Philly, but you know, we, we definitely gonna need you know a full roster to do that. But if we beat Philly, you know, if we beat Philly, I think that's our championship right there, man. Because I, I I could go to the West Coast and I I won't be afraid of none of them. If we if we beat Philly, because Philly we the Philly was beating us without even being the full team, you know. But they got Alfred. I mean, not Alfred, uh, Alfred's just on my mind now. They got um and there, so we shouldn't be able to do nothing to, with them, man. So if they if we beat them, then that's that's gonna be crazy. You know, but with, with Julius Randle as the options and stuff like that, I, I just think that he's our point guard, so he's definitely always going to be like, 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 say, like the um the, the thing that gets us going, you know. But we we don't have a, a guy, we don't have a guy that that could um that we could just give the ball to, you know, like that. That's the only thing that's been really been killing us. We don't have somebody that we could just give the ball to, say, go get me a bucket, you know. Um, this guy, shout out to Burke. Burke has been playing out of his mind. He's he's been the guy. Ooh. He had thirty. Yo, he had 30 and 10 the other night. Like, yo, you know, you always oh. joking about him being like a fake Harden, but he looked like Harden. <laughs> he looked like Harden the other night, man. 30 and 10 and shit. Like, we can't expect him to do that every night, you know. But if he, if he could do something similar to that every night, then you know, then he takes on that that kind of like first option or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, if we really want to be be um, you know, go take us to the next level, we got to figure that out. You know, bro. I would give my whole left arm if we could get a guy like Colin Sexton in here. That's all we need, bro. We just need a great scoring guard, really. And people hate Colin Sexton. I understand. Anybody who don't like when I say, yo, the Knicks need to get Colin Sexton, I understand. I respect it. But when you're 21 years old and you're averaging 24 points per game, and I know for a fact, if he was under Tibbs, he, I don't know how much better he could get. But if that's what he's doing now, then I would definitely take a shot at him if Cleveland fell out of, out of favor for him. 
and just was like, you know what, we're gonna cut our losses, we're gonna move on. We don't wanna pay you. We're gonna get a we're gonna get the keys to um Garland and we're gonna look for a spot for you. Like so that's what the main thing I want the Knicks to do this offseason. Like that's what I'm looking for in the playoffs. Like, how can Randall, how do Randall and RJ react? That that that's what I'm looking for to understand what this team really needs. But we need a guy like Sexton, bro. Really, yeah, I, really I, bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Sexton, Sexton can score, and Sexton's not afraid. That's the thing. Sexton, you know, if you look at all his highlights, I never really paid attention. But even in, when he was in high school, he was um, chirping to the coaches, you know, saying your son ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you know, he, he's with the, he's with all the smoke, man. And and the, the the problem with with Sexton is that he's just a short point guard. But but you know, if he comes to the Knicks, he don't have to be the point guard. You know, because nope. we already got we already got Julius Randle, you know, taking on the point guard duties, man. So to have um, if the ball swings around and gives it to Sexton, you know, or if Sexton, you know, because you you got a double team Randle now, so somebody's always open, but it, it is it ends up being in the hands of RJ. This this usually, you know, kind of like discombobulated a little bit. Sometimes he does well. You got Reggie Bullock and you got Alfred. You know what I'm saying? But if you take Alfred out and stick Sexton there, now all of a sudden, how do you guard the Knicks? Woo! You know, not now you can't guard us. You know, so if it's not Sexton, it could be anybody. But you know, like shout out to um my man Sincere. You know, Sincere, thank you for for hanging out with us, man. You know, um, you're giving us good stuff here. But you know, he's talking about Denver. You know, Denver doesn't really have a point guard either. Denver got um got um Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's not a passer; he's a scorer. So so if he was to get a guy like Sexton, we'd be in the same boat as Denver, where um where you know Joker is the main um, passer there. Julius Randle's our main passer. So if that ball comes to, to Sexton, who's guarding him? Because because you already double teamed Julius. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? How you go? How you gonna check the Knicks now? Yeah, and then RJ, and then on top of the fact that RJ improved, it is an improved three point shooter. So it just makes it more seamless. Like it 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 would be a great team to watch. Like that would be a team to watch. And the reason why I'm I'm talking mainly about a guy like Sexton because he just fits the timeline, right? You yeah. know he's gonna get better. Um and honestly, like if I if I'm the Knicks and I'm looking at my cap space and I'm looking at giving out contracts to guys, right? I want to give out a contract to a guy that and, and and this gotta be if they're thinking about giving Randall a max, you gotta be thinking about getting help. So if you want get and when I mean get help. Get people that's around their timeline, right? Like th- those type of guys, but guys who could get better and better and better. And he's just one of those guys. Like another guy like De'Aaron Fox. I don't know if he ever going to ask out. Shout out to them because he laughed at us about getting the eighth pick. And that's another guy. Like if we could get a guy like that, like we really need. Uh, Randall's the engine, yes, but we need a guy who – Another a guy a guard mainly who could get his own shot, play off the ball, fearless, could probably give you some defense, and the guy who tips could probably make better. Whoa, man, yeah. a Sexton, Rose, quickly, RJ guard rotation. That's a lot of firepower right there. That's that's yes. a lot of firepower. Yeah, it sounds crazy. Shout out to De'Aaron Fox. That's why you don't burn your bridges. These young guys need to understand that. Like, um, it's it's cool to go on Twitter and say a little funny shit when when you're up. But now look at mm-hmm. you. You know, Sacramento mm-hmm. sitting there, and then also too, your replacement is sitting right there. 
you know, the guy that, that, that everyone say the Knicks should have yes. should have drafted. You know what I'm saying? Your replacement is sitting right there with you sitting on your high horse talking shit about the Knicks, how the Knicks are, are bad and how, you know, I know you guys are sick. But now look at you. Now you're in a position now where the Knicks can snap you and pull you off, off of that roster, and now you're on this team. And you're going to be thankful because look at where the Knicks are now compared to, to that old franchise you were in. You know what I'm saying? So young young guys got to understand that, man. You can't burn your bridges, you know, with all that um disrespectful game and going crazy because you never know who's going to pull their hand out and, and pull you in. You know what I'm saying? You got and that's another thing, like, that's why I love R.J. Barrett. He's not a talker. He don't talk. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, shout out so to his dad, dad man. Yes. Yeah, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, man, because I'm, I'm I'm almost finished the beer, so I'm kind of a little lit right, a little lit right now. But um, nah, nah, you good. <laughs> but yo, the thing, the thing with his dad, sometimes I, I look at the video of him, um, you know, at draft night, because um, you know, the way they with uh-huh. the relationship, you know, what I'm saying he comes from, he comes from, I'm gonna say he comes from royalty, man. You know, he came from a, a father and his and his family, whatever. They got him like that. That's the foundation that he that he stands on. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I got an older son too. Me and my older son. You know, we, we're not like that. You know what I'm saying? So I so I envy that. And I know, I understand, if you do have that relationship with your father in that way, where, where he's he's guiding you, but at the same time, letting you stand there on your pedestal where he's just watching you from, from whatever, that's amazing, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And these, these yeah. are the, you know, these are the type of guys that we have on this team, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's just incredible, bro. Yeah, bro. And like, think about it, like none of these dudes get in trouble. Right, like we don't hear about them at the club going crazy. We don't hear about Frank, and and he got set up by some strippers. We don't hear about Kevin Knox. You know Kevin Knox, he's he's good with his family. You know Kevin Knox, he's good with his family. It's nice to see, like you got Alfred Payton moms going to the game, Obi Toppin. You see his pops, you see his moms. That is a nice you know, culture that they build and like, and it starts with Randall. And the one thing about Randall that goes unnoticed, I think we notice it. A lot of other people don't notice, but his relationship with his son is vital. Oh man. God, it's so vital. Cause I'm a guy like, at one point, I wasn't really cool with my father like that. He took care of me, he was cool, but I didn't like some of the shit he did. (laughs) <laughs> like, like not not everything your pops do you ain't gonna like that shit and some of the things that he's done taught me how to be and today so when i look at rj barrett and these guys and i'm looking at randall as the leader i'm like yeah man that's a guy you need to follow family man with his son you you, you don't get into no crazy shit he don't get caught with strippers Carmelo Anthony, you know, shout out to, yeah, I, I, I thought he was gonna shout out to um to Clean Anthony, man, Clean Anthony early, man, that motherfucker almost lost his life messing around with these chicks in the streets, man. Oh man, Clay Anthony early, <laughs> crazy, man. You know who we drafted him over? Oh man, don't don't even say it, joking, uh, <laughs> joker, Joker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but. That's just so sad, man. I don't want. I don't want to be sad. <laughs> I don't want to be sad. But you know, it, like to, to say, man, like like the whole league um, um, missed on him because he was drafted in the second round. So, you know, that, that's that's how I'm gonna get off the ledge with that shit. Nah, nah, nah I don't blame you. And uh, this leads me to another thing. Like, I think it's imperative that the Knicks draft BJ Boston. I think I think we must draft him by default. I, I think he should be around 
this type of atmosphere. This this is where you need to be right now. Like the way I'm looking at the team and how it's positioned, you know, my young my young boys, they don't get in trouble, they don't get in trouble with the police, they don't do nothing dumb. You got the vets, they don't do nothing dumb. You know, fans love them. You got Randall, his son, people love him. I want to keep this culture. So bringing in a guy like BJ Boss, I would love to have him here, knowing what he's been through. Um, with Kentucky past like a couple of months, you know, you got John Calipari always coming to the games. Like, it is so much love around the Knicks organization. Like, did you see the video when Worldwide West looked like he was crying, hugging tips? Like, he was crying, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, it shit is dope. We we got it all around, man. We got it all around the garden. It's just, it's amazing. You know, I, I kind of was looking at um, uh, what's the name? Um, Rebecca Harlow. You know, because when she first came in, I was like, who the hell is this chick, man? But it's just like the energy. Because I, I, was, I was like, this is before podcasts and stuff, you know. I was just like really kind of like going crazy. But you just watch her, you know, and just the way that she carries herself. And even her development, too, man. Just um, getting to the point now where she's like, you know, you know, the the, the hardcore sideline reporter or whatever. She's going to come up with us, too, you know, growing up in, 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 in this whole Knicks thing, man. So all across the organization, everything is everything is incredible, man. You know, every, everything, everything is incredible. It's, it's crazy, man. We, we, we're on a wave. That's something that, that can't be denied either, man. So, you know, I think I think we all have a, a, a part in that. You know, we got my man Sincere. Thank you, man, for for um for checking in with us, man. But um, you know, guys like guys like Sincere, shout out to uh, Calvin Whitaker. He I just he popped in today. You know, every everybody, man, it's all positive vibes all around. Some of these shows that that, that I, you know I can't even watch because a lot of a lot of times they don't be positive. You know what I'm saying? So my, my message to everyone is that we, we gotta we gotta be on it like that. That positive energy is, is gonna is gonna get us to where we need to go. Cause you know what what got us the positive energy is the fact that we all stuck together, you know, um during um during the last, I think I believe like the last few seasons or whatever. But we, we just gotta just keep this thing going, man. You know, because because we gave we gave birth to this. You know? Yeah, yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> Yeah, yo, I'm, I'm telling you, state. I feel like we gave birth to this shit, man. All these different podcasts that are out there, you out there doing your thing, talking Knicks, you know, um, talking to who, all, all these different people, whatever. But it's the conversation that we're having. You know, we took we took the energy away from from the devils out there, and now now we in control of it. So now we we're putting that shit out there, you know, and then now we're controlling the narrative. And look what happened. You know, how, how long you been doing this podcast? Maybe like two years now. We we've both been been around for about about two years, year and a half. Look! Look how much look! Look how much things changed in a year and a half, bro. I, yo, I bro. really, I really, truly believe that that we did that with our with our energy. Like so much positive energy, bro. Like I'm, it's so crazy. I remember when I started my podcast, right? And I started around the time when we first drafted Kevin Knox. <laughs> so, so when we first hired Bizdale, I was. Gloating about Fizdale, I was happy. I was ah. Ten games into the season, <sighs> this man is shit. I'm looking at the roster. <laughs> this roster is shit. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to talk about? So it got to a point like I started listening to like everybody. And now I'm listening to everybody podcast. I'm listening to everybody. So everybody's giving out the same energy. Like I understand that we lost, but. You know, we could talk about the little things that happened, like the the little thing. Oh well, we lost by twenty, but Doc scored thirty-one and six. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Like it, it takes a lot of dedication, man. I, and 
you might be right, bro. You might be right. We, we probably forced them to hire Thibodeau. Honestly, like I feel like the Knicks fan base probably forced him to hire, uh, hire forced James but, Dolan to hire Thibodeau off the fact that we want a tough coach, man. We want a tough coach. We want to win. You and now that I think about it, I don't give a damn about the lottery, and I'm sad that we're not talking about the goddamn lottery because I'm, I'm I was sick of it. They, this this the hard part about three, right, bro? You got to remember the names. Then you got to go. Then you got to sit down. You got to watch YouTube about them. Then you gotta watch a game about him. Then you gotta. I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we, we're like we're like experts at that shit already, man. We don't want to do that shit no more. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's beyond like the Knicks fans forcing them. I just, I just feel I literally feel that 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 our energy, you know, just by you starting that joint, we I'm start I, we both started ours like around the same time. So once we did it, I feel like everybody Knicks fan TV was was kind of like just you know they're the, they're the top now. But I feel like two years ago they had just started really um really catching fire. Ch- um, shout out to Sim, you know th- those guys really yeah. just started catching fire like like two years ago. You know, saying that they, they Sim, built no, up their Sim, thing. Yeah, not to cut you off, Sim was definitely one of the first um YouTube YouTube joints to the next that I was watching too. Shout out to Sim, he was definitely because Sim was always like he'll talk about the bad, but he'll always give it. A, give it a realistic, positive view on how to look at it from a coach's perspective. So salute yeah. to Sam for that. But he but he was by himself. You know what I'm saying? It was just him. It was him and, and Nick's fan TV. That was it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So now, like, I feel like everybody else that, that come in right now, you know, th- those guys went up higher and everybody else is underneath them. We, we it, this is, you know, see what I just did? Like, they went like yeah. this and then we went like this. You see what I'm doing? This is a fucking explosion. <laughs> this is, this is a wave. You see what I'm doing? This is a motherfucking wave, man. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the Knicks, this is what's happening with the Knicks. We're on a wave, bro. So I think whatever is going to happen, it's going to fucking happen and we're going to be like, oh, shit. But I, I want us to, to own it. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we the ones that started this. You know, we started that wave. <laughs> Let's believe that shit. Yo, man. And it's people like it's people like Jonathan Macri. Shout out to Macri. You know, <laughs> Jonathan like, Macri. That that guy puts in so much, he put in so much work. Like, you gotta salute guys like that, cause bro, it is hard talking about a team that loses all the fucking time. Like, imagine if, if we lived in Sacramento. And we was Kings fans right now. And we missed the playoffs 15 straight fucking years. Yeah. 15 straight. 15. No way. Would a match player under contract? No. No. Yeah. Not Sacramento, they, they got three teams in California, man. So there's no way that I would still be a Sacramento Kings fan. I would have done moves from Sacramento. I would have moved to the freaking Clippers, you know, to the Lakers or whatever. I would have moved to San Diego or something just to say, like, yeah, I was always a Clippers fan. Wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would have definitely moved out of there, man. That, that franchise is, is abysmal. That their owner, you know, you talk about James Dolan. They don't know, know what he's doing, but that owner in, in Sacramento, he's like a, he's like slow or something. Something wrong with that dude. He's Indian brother, man. But something wrong Whoa. with that cat, bro. I know for a fact Phil Jackson would have picked Luka Doncic. That's a fact. If the Knicks would have had the second pick, I think Scott Perry would have picked Luka too. Just off rip. He goes to pick Luka. Them picking Marvin Bagley over Luka is like, 
I don't I don't know if that's like a top ten all time blunder at the draft, but it gotta be up there. It gotta be top twenty at least. Gotta be top yeah. twenty. Yeah, I, I don't see diehard um Sacramento Kings out there. I don't see you know state of the of, of the of the Sacramento Kings out there. So the, the fans don't give a fuck. They ain't got no fans. If anybody needs to sell a team, it should be Sacramento. They they need to go somewhere. You know, like the California already got two teams. Sacramento need to sell a team and move somewhere else, man. They need to go. I don't even. I can't. Even, they need to go to St. Louis. St. Louis needs a team. Seattle. Yeah, absolutely, Seattle. But I think. I think um, Minnesota might actually get shipped to Seattle. They just bought up, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, A Rod and them just bought bought up Minnesota. So I think they might move move to Seattle. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm the Kings, if I'm the Kings right now, currently constructed, if I'm them, I'm pulling the Sam Hinky. I'm trading Fox. I'm trading. What's the? I'm trading everybody of value on that team. I'm starting. I'm, I'm botching the roster. I'm starting over. Dead series. Dead. Yeah, with, I, with Bates coming up, Bates. That dude Pablo. I forgot it. Pablo something. Oh my god. <laughs> if I'm them, I'm tanking. Word. It, it is pointless for them to keep Fox on that roster. With those guys, they're not going anywhere. No way. No way. Yeah, that, that's why it's prime time to try to try to put them feelers out to see what's up with Darren Fox. You know, because like you bring up that point that the um with um with Sexton and Darren Fox, that's absolutely you know, you know, I made a podcast, everybody's talked about Damon, Damon Lillard and all that stuff. That that's that's probably the wrong way to go. You know, the, yes. the right way to go is to go is to look right there at, at Sacramento because those 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 guys over there are retarded, they're retarded, they don't know what they're doing over there. You know what I'm saying? No. So listen, go to Sacramento because look, they, they got rid of they, they um they got rid of you know they, they traded Bogdan to I forgot where they went to and then like like I don't know what they doing no 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 they they um I forgot what they did they they signed Bogdan and then, then they announced him and Bogdan was like nah I, I didn't say I want to go there like what are you like what are you talking about you know what I'm saying like so they they don't know what is going on over there you know what I'm saying so we we should go over there to Sacramento but like, listen we got draft picks like a motherfucker you know what I'm saying we'll, we'll offer you this that and the other. You know, take these guys and keep them moving. So I think I think they will be about it, you know. And, yeah. It, and you know, we, yeah, I, I think we, we that's that's definitely the play, De'Aaron Fox. Fox. I'm telling you, Fox is Sexton. So, because somebody, somebody this summer gonna get traded because I'm it, too many teams lost money during COVID, and too many teams is paying repeaters tax. For example, this is why I bring up Andrew Wiggins and I bring up the wing spot. Right, I, I watched Wiggins today playing for um, Golden State. He played extremely well today too, by the way. So I'm fe- I, I feel like my point about Wiggins is being validated by his play. But a guy like Wiggins, right? He makes thirty million. Thirty million. Golden State has to pay three hundred and nine million in repeaters tax if they do not trade Andrew Wiggins, right? Do you think they're gonna pay that repeater sex? No. no. <laughs> so somebody gonna have to get moved. People gonna have to get moved. So that's what I'm banking this all season on. Like I mean, I'm seeing the stories about Kyler Sexton. They want Kyler Sexton to pass the ball. Pass the ball to who? Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, to to who? Um, Kevin Love, the one, the one that that's not even like focused on playing. Like, what are they talking about? That's, that's the so thing. Like, like really. they, they get on us uh, about Knicks fans, and Knicks fans don't know what they're talking about. Like, yo, there's plenty of teams out there with with um with um with the, the, that um their front offices guys that get paid like millions of dollars to, to to do a job. These guys don't know what the fuck they're doing over there either. Look, shot them, you know, Cleveland and whatever. Like, what are they doing over there? But everybody wants to pick on us every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? That make yeah. no damn sense. It makes sense though, because the Knicks are the most. Don't they gross the most money in in, in the sport right now? I mean, in basketball right now, highest gross yeah. franchise. Yeah, and we don't even have the championships, right? We don't even have the no. the hardware that the Lakers got and the and the Celtics got, and we we freaking are worth more than them. But that got. Crazy. But you know, you know where those championships come from, though. That start from. When your organization starts getting better at drafting, <laughs> that's how the championships happen. Like, go like people people talk about the Lakers, yes. We talk about the Celtics, yes. But how did they get all of those championships? Diehard, they drafted well, and plus the NBA gifted them. You know, gifted Definitely. them Larry Bird. We ain't gonna talk about that though. The NBA gifted the Lakers three straight number two overall picks to allow them to trade for Anthony Davis and let them jump up in the lottery from 12 to 4, but we ain't going to talk about that neither, right? So, so. Yo, their whole franchise is like that, man. Even even back to Magic Johnson. How the, how the hell did they get to, did they get Magic Johnson? I think, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they had won a championship right before Magic got there. So how the hell did they get Magic Johnson with the number one pick? You know what I'm saying? They they went and dra- they went and made a trade um a few years before that, and they um that that pick was actually supposed to go to to um it was the Louisiana Jazz at the time, so it was actually supposed to go to Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? So so if they didn't make that trade, whatever. So my, my thing is like, why would why would they make that trade? You know that it's it's just it's just mind boggling. But yo, the NBA they'll set up stuff because at the time the NBA was like the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? They, they, like nobody was really watching the NBA like that, so they had to put Magic over there, you know, and they had yeah. to put Bird where he was in order in order to um, save the league. You know what I'm saying? So that's well documented. And they could just go on down the line. Like how the hell did Shaq get on the Lakers, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like and, and then also too give them luck too because they traded uh, Vladi Divac for Kobe, and nobody nobody really thought that Kobe was going to be what he did, and they just got lucky and got one of the greatest players to ever play. You know, in a trade for for a chain smoker, it's crazy. So, when when it comes to Shaq specifically, right? So Shaq, this is why they started um un, unrestricted and restricted free agency, because when Shaq was in Orlando, we all know as well. It, even in the documentary, I know every a lot of people seen it. Shaq basically was done with his four year contract, right? They just got to the finals, you got punched. Then you get swept the very next season. So they can't even, and, and mind you, it's no restricted free agency. It's only unrestricted. So he could go to any goddamn team he wants once his rookie contract is up. Obviously, the NBA had to stop that once a guy of Shaq caliber and talent was able to just shake free and walk right to L.A. That was crazy. The even more crazy thing I'm surprised you didn't even bring this up. I had to ask OG this last week because he a Laker fan. I'm like, yo, bro, how y'all get Magic and then y'all get the number one pick a couple years later and y'all get James Worthy? Like, how was how that transpired? Like, 
Well, yeah, how the fuck so did that happen, bro? And then you'll, you'll shout, shout out to Brian Russell too. Uh, is it Brian? Um, uh, Byron, Byron Russell. How the hell did mm-hmm. you get Brian Russell? Yo, Brian Russell at one point he averaged twenty points a game. He was the leading scorer for the Lakers. How the hell did that happen? Yo, I, yo, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I just don't get it. It's, it's just the rich get richer. Yo, even further back, how the hell did the Lakers get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, bro? Yo, I. According to Uncle Freezy, <laughs> that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, shout out to my guy, Uncle Freezy, he said that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they basically had flipped the coin and that he wanted to leave the Bucks, and either he was either going to go to the Lakers or he was going to go to the New York Knicks. And during that touring, co- that touring course, it went to the other side and he went to the Lakers. Supposedly, that's what Freezy has said. Um, I heard that too, though. I heard that. So I, I don't know, man. And let me ain't always been on some bullshit when it comes to the Lakers and those type of teams. But it could happen for the Knicks. Now, our history right now, per se, we don't have that many championships, right? We only got two. Shout out to Willis Reed. Shout out to um, Walcott Fraser. You know, Earl of Pearl Monroe. Those guys, Dave DeBusher, and those guys, like. That team had six Hall of Famers. Six. Then you you draft your MVP. You draft the MVP in Willis Reed. You draft a guy like Clyde Frazier. So the way we can change this that narrative, right, is now we got two pillars. You got Randall. You got RJ, right? Build off of that. Build a team around that. I don't want to – I don't want a guy – Who's gonna come in here, mess up the chemistry? He's a diva. He don't want to hang out with nobody. I don't want none of those cornballs in the locker room. We, we, don't, we don't need it. I ain't got time for it. I will. I do want um Kawhi Leonard in that locker room though. Yeah. I, t- <laughs> I tell you that well, though. I would I would admire Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to shout out to Dave the Butcher because Dave the Butcher was was um traded actually from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And he he get he got here. And then also um. Uh, Earl the Pearl was also traded, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, yes. it's possible to find those guys. So Kawhi Leonard is definitely one of those type of guys that we can, that we can get via trade and stuff like that. But, yo, it's all about lightning in, bo- in a bottle. In order for those things to happen, other things need to happen. You know, the, the franchise need to, needs to open themselves up to be, to, to be ready for to, to to make a move like that. And the Knicks are wide open right now. The Knicks are wide open to do anything. We could do anything right now, you know what I'm saying? So... It, it it's all about being being um you know setting yourself up to 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 um, make the play, so the Knicks are definitely ahead of the game with that man. So you know I think I think we definitely I think I think yo I think something's gonna happen where we're just gonna go crazy. We're just gonna be, it's gonna it's gonna be so crazy. Watch. You think you think so? <laughs> is it gonna be a move where I immediately write you and I say yo we must record right now. Is it gonna be one of those moves? I'm, I'm hoping it's one of those moves. <laughs> yeah, but my, my my man Greenhouse just comes in and he immediately says, "Please stop it, right?" Because we met, we talk. He caught us talking about Kawhi, right? So you see what he says after Kawhi um, never played more than 74 games his whole career. But listen, it's low management, all that the other. You know, he he might be a, a, a certain kind of guy. But my thing is, if he is that kind of guy, then we, he just won't be here. Yo, wait, wait, hold on. That- I'm not going to speak for you when I say this. I'm going to speak for myself. Oh, Kawhi could low manage his ass all he want all season long. 
as long as he's ready for the playoffs, I don't give a damn. Because Tim's going to play that man. He'll play that man 37 minutes a game. But then you know Kawhi is going to have to sit out for like a game or two. But that goes into the point, dog, we got a bunch of young boys, two first-round picks. I ain't worried about that. I'm not worried about I got 30-year R.J. Barrett. I'm not worried about that at all. Right. And not even for, not even just Kawhi. Like, uh, we don't even got to talk about Kawhi. We could talk about just marginal free agents like T.J. Warren. Um, Uber, even though I don't want none of those guys, like we can talk about those type of marginal free agents, you know, it, it just takes time to build something long term. Like, I just I don't, I don't want no, I just don't want them to mess it up, man. They was doing good back in 2010, 2011, when Amari was on that streak. We was doing good, we was solid, right? Then James Dolan pressed the red button. Boop. Traded four starters, four first round picks for Carmelo Anthony. Come on now, come on. Yeah, That's well, what we gotta avoid. I, I just want to bring this up because it, it it is true. Because I mean, look at Kyrie, look at Kyrie, Harden, and uh, and Durant. Those guys are just taking days off. They put him, you know, like if if they had a regular job, they, it's like they put him there two days off with two sick days. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to extend their their weekend type of thing. Yeah, putting PTOs in there and doing FMLA and everything else you want to do. That's what they're doing in, in over there in Brooklyn. And if Brooklyn was the Knicks, you know, we would we would be we would be going absolutely crazy. So that is a point. You know, I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But um, but like I said, there has to be a conversation. You know, when Tom Thibodeau came here, there had to be a conversation. They, they were gonna hire um certain guys in the coaching staff and stuff like that. So, you know, they they um they kind of announced the hiring before really hiring them. Because they, they need to have the conversation. You got you got to be okay with the situation. So like, if Kawhi wants to come here, you got to have conversations with the with the uh, agents and say, listen, you want to do all this shit. I get it. Low management. You want your own separate place to to uh, stretch or whatever. But listen, this is what the Knicks are doing. You know what I'm saying? So listen, can you fit wow. into this peg? Can you fit into this square? You know what I'm saying? So like, if, if you if you're gonna be a triangle trying to fit into a circle, then my man, then then you then you stay your ass with the Lakers. I mean, with the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll we'll find fact. the next guy. That's a fact. And as far as like I like I think it's his personality, I think it would mesh with the guys. I, I I'm not like once again, like I'm not looking at Kawhi, a guy like Wiggins. You know, I'm not looking at those guys, Sexton, Fox. I'm not looking at those guys for leadership. I'm not mm -mm. I'm not looking for that. Because the leadership we have right now in place. In our locker room, I believe is strong. I'm looking for a guy who wants to, as what the the famous LeBron James quote, I want a guy who wants to fit in and not fit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Kawhi, you want your own personal chef, you want your own room. Cool, understandable. But motherfucker, you better not be late to that plane. We ain't the Clippers. <laughs> like, like certain stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, oh, okay. You 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 want to load manage, but you gonna have to speak to Julius Randle, speak to your teammates, and tell them like, look, listen, you know, I want to load manage this game. Like you gotta be, you gotta communicate that. You get what I'm saying? Like just communicate with your teammates. You know, listen, I, I don't feel good this game. My ankle sore. You know, I'm I'm a rest this game. And I think you know, and Julius Randle, he look like a dude. He look like a dude. They be they'll talk to him. You, you see Julius Randle sitting next to RJ at the plane. RJ look like a cool dude. 
Derrick Rose, you know, he say following them. So I know he from the block. <laughs> so I, know, I know he a cool dude. Quickly look like he a cool dude too. None of those dudes look like that. Frank, he look like he a cool dude. He just got it. And he gonna, he gonna greet you to the finest of finest French women in New York. So you, <laughs> you gonna be good. You gonna be straight. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, Greenhouse says uh, conversation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's like a dot, dot, dot. Okay, kind of, kind of thing. But the thing is, like, like that's what you have to do. You got to have a conversation yeah. because, listen, like, how many, how many um games did Julius Randle at the end of the games look like a swole up? Look like, look like somebody uh, found him in a ditch. He was like so swole up from from being just like exhausted. You know, what I'm saying how many times did did Archie Barrett look like he wanted to pass out in game? And um, look, look at Nerlens Noel risking life and limb every single game. And whatever, man. And, you know, Nernis and Well got a shoulder problem, lower back problem, ankles, all kind of stuff. But he's out there playing because uh, Mitchell Robertson um, broke his hand. Like, if, if it's not broke, then you got to get out there and play. So um, so I, I'm thinking that's going to be the mentality with, with our team. So um, um, all that load management, I'm looking at what, what he's saying. There. I, I didn't read it yet, but I'm looking at it now. Um, that's what stars do. Next clip is next. But the Knicks, yeah, I'm just happy with the star, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we just want somebody to, to play um, with with their heart out. That's exactly what we need, man. And I'm now, just looking at what he's saying. Go ahead. Go ahead, So, I, I will never – here's the thing, though, to answer him, right? Kawhi, the question ain't about his heart, though. <laughs> like, we're not questioning his heart. We're not questioning him as a closer. We're not questioning him – we're not even looking at him for leadership. So we don't even need to talk about leadership from him. We just talking about the little things that could mess up the culture that we already built. Like, yeah. I, like I understand that. Yes. He want a low man is cool, but if he communicates that with Randall and those boys, they should have an issue. It's dudes like Randall. Randall wants to play every game. I respect it because if I had a body like him, six, nine, two fifty. Built like a a, a a sculpture, a statue, <laughs> like Randall. You damn right I'm playing every game. You kidding me? And, and my team is Pause. winning. And I'm supposed to win 950K if my team make the play. You damn right I'm playing every game. <laughs> yeah, if, if I was six foot nine and 250, I think I would be doing something else. <laughs> I think I think I would be doing something something way different, man. My, my, my imagination is crazy, man. You know, it had nothing to do with basketball. It might have to do with some something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yo, hey, you crazy, really crazy, man. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we going pretty good, man. Yo, we we almost had two two hours, bro. <laughs> one one forty five, almost one forty two. Oh, I ain't even noticed, man. I, I didn't even notice. I, I'm just talking about this playoff stuff, how we can get better. You know, it's it's lively conversation. Like we could finally have good, meaningful, fruitful conversations without making fucking excuses every other sentence about why this guy is this, that, and the third. <laughs> it's, it's like finally, it's very refreshing. I, I got your greenhouse. And we should talk about. Um, and, and, and what's crazy, we could actually talk about getting free agents finally, right? Because we got a culture now. We finally yeah. got a culture. We got guys who like playing with us. And it's always one thing you notice about a team. You notice a team is together.
by the way that bench reacts to the plays that the plays that their team makes. When you see the Knicks bench, them dudes is standing up. You see Knox, Obi, IQ, and um Theo Penson, all they sit together all the time. Theo Penson is always cheering, they always standing up for each other. So that's just been that's that's nice to watch, man. I for a guy who and, and, and this is just me personally, I thought RJ Barrett hated Randall <laughs> from the way they played last season. Dude loves dude loves Randall. Gives them all the praise in the world. So it's little stuff like that. What would free agents like Kawhi be thinking this free agency and future free agency? What you think they're gonna be thinking? <laughs> well, yo, um, yo, I, I just want to give, um, give, um, you know, shine to that word at the bottom of the screen there, fruitful. That's exactly what I was trying to say when I was talking about the being six foot nine, two fifty. I would be fruitful. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just, um, you know, speaking of fruitful, being fruitful and planting seeds and stuff like that, you know, but a boom, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's, that's, that's what the season has been all about. Just us planting seeds for, for guys to be like, yo, son, I, th- I think I'm gonna go to the Knicks. They're gonna be like, word? Like, yeah. And they're gonna be like, all right. You know, instead of being like, yo, why would you want to go to the Knicks? They, they will be like, yo, I, yeah, I think you should go. I think you should do that. They, they, they doing something over there. I think you should do that. You know, say so that's what they're gonna say when 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 they people because you know it's not just the agents. You know, guys have back back conversations. The guys have conversations like I mean you mean you having these conversations. You know, even via text and stuff like that. Guys um have these conversations, group chats and stuff. So it's gonna be even even guys that that are like NBA basketball players. They get in the group chat and they say, "Yo, guys, yo, I'm a free agent next year. Would you guys think I should go?" You know what I'm saying? So they they, they if he says, "Yo, the Knicks are, are, are offering whatever," they you know, the people are gonna be like, "All right." Go ahead, go ahead, do it. <laughs> Let's do it. That's a fact. And, yeah. And 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 I, yo, it just came to my mind. We got Bill Dozer here on a four-year contract. I I think it's like thirteen something million. Um, three years, non-guaranteed. Another point guard who we're gonna definitely be watching this summer while he's at the Olympics. We're gonna be watching closely to him. We definitely gonna have to be watching R.J. Barrett this summer. Because the one thing I noticed about players when they leave Olympics, that next season they come back, they always put up career highs. I think I think the season that Harden, Katie, and Russ all went to the Olympics, was it the 2012 year? It probably was the 2012 year. And then Harden got traded that summer to the Rockets. That was the year when Harden averaged like 27. He started blacking. Then Russ started averaging like 27. He started going crazy. Katie was already going crazy. But then the Olympics just took him to a whole nother level. So it, I would love for Julius Randle to make the Olympic team too. I ooh, <laughs> the Knicks. If they if, if we could get both of them in the Olympics, that's gonna be something. That's yeah. gonna end Vildoza. If they play well, ooh. Yeah, it takes your it takes your mentality to another level. Even shout out to Kyrie. Kyrie, um, when he made the Olympic squad and he was he got to meet he got to meet Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Having those conversations, playing going, you know, you know, they was talking about playing one on one for money and all kind of stuff. Being around guys that are really, really, really playing basketball or guys that are just mm-hmm. like on that level, the level that you can't that you you trying to get to, for Julius Randle to be around certain guys like that, that that would that would just take him to the next level. Shout out to um RJ Barrett in Canada. You know what I'm saying? Just being around certain guys and, and whatever. 
you know that that, that would just ele elevate their game. So I, I'm with, I'm with it all, man. I'm with all that shit, man. You know, the, the, you know, and right now is the perfect time for all that stuff to be happening. Shout out to Frank too, because Frank is going to be playing for France and all that too, man. So you you all hope these guys, you know, continue to grow and whatever. But you know, shout out to Luca, like you said. I think Luca's Luca's going to take Frank's spot, bro. I think it's possible, bro. First of all, they don't even play the same position. Second of all, he's not taking <laughs> Frank's spot, and Frank will be resigned this offseason. Thank you very much. Third of all, I forgot. I forgot Frank plays for France and he starts for France. That's gonna be nice. And then all of those players. Well, I'm praying to God that we resign Frank. But all of these players, they all come back from the Olympics. Then next season, it's like, okay. Make the Eastern Conference Finals now. That's my expectation. If we <laughs> because now it's like, okay, uh, you're 21 now. You could drink liquor. You you got better last season. Now it, it's time to take the big boy pants. Pull your big boy pants up. It's time for you to average about 24, 23, 24 game. It's and it's time for you to start closing people out. That's what I need to see from him next season. No, no. I don't want to see the same player I see RJ Barrett right now next season. I need to see major improvement. So hopefully we we get to see that. I definitely want to see that, man. And that's so, all, so you man. think it's the Hennessy? You think he needs Hennessy? Hmm. So you think he needs Hennessy? Hennessy? Yeah, him him he turning twenty one and all that. You get his like first he... shot of Hennessy. You think that take him to the next level? I think it would. He looked like a great goose drinker though. <laughs> You, you, you could tell. You could when you look, look at. You could tell what they drink. You, you look like a great goose sip. <laughs> Take a couple of shots back. You look like it a little bit. What's wrong with a with a great goose sipper, man? You trying to say he got light skin problems? He got light skin tendencies? Nah, like <laughs> so. Great goose. Yeah, I stopped drinking light liquor a couple of years okay. back. So. One day, I drunk Grey Goose, right? I drunk a Super Bowl night. I think it was the Ravens versus the 49ers. So I drink the okay. Grey Goose, big cup, drinks the whole cup. I don't feel drunk. I don't feel nothing. Cool. That was strike That was strike one, by the way. Go ahead. Straight, straight. I leave the bro crib after the Super Bowl. Bro, I wake up the next morning. The security guard is tapping me. The security guard, my man, too, he's tapping me. I'm in a staircase, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you don't do that though. You don't. You don't. You, like they made a whole song about it. Freaking Jamie Foxx, uh, the, the goose will get you loose. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. You can't do that, man. It's already documented, already, man. So, so that's yeah. the reason why I'm like, nah, RJ great. He a great goose sipper. He look, he look like he, he look like he cool. But as soon as you get that great goose, that's where you go. See the real RJ start screaming at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not, man. Yo, yo, not for nothing. Great goose used to be my go-to joint, but I, I used to drink it with Rebel. That's um, that was the shit back back uh -huh. then. I used, I used to have a, a great goose straight, and then I used to um, I used to just have a Rebel, and I'll just joint drink that. But at the time, I was in I was in great shape, man. So I was I was like a, like a dancing machine and stuff. So I, I mean I don't want to get into that shit. <laughs> it's like it's like the the dark ages. I got yo. I found a picture the other day, man. I think this was like um 2012 or 11, and um I had ran a race here. This is me here. I don't know if you can see it. 
<laughs> I ran a, I ran the freaking urban athlon. That's like it was like a twelve mile race with obstacles and shit, man. I was in, I was in good shape at this time. You know what I'm saying? You still and, run that? You know, nah, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, you, you know my story, man. Like I, I was on, I had trained, I had actually made the um the 2020 um uh, New York City Marathon. I actually made that shit, but then COVID hit. So when COVID hit, then I, I just started eating pizza like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So now, oh, you know, now I'm like in, in stuck in the gutter right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they, they I'm on the list right now to get on on 2021's um thing. So, you know, I, I might have a complete you know transformation if I get into the race again. You gonna have to revamp. You gonna have to revamp, champ. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm afraid to stand up because my stomach is gonna knock this whole table down, man. My, my shit is crazy right now. You gonna have to, you gonna have to get your Julius Randle on, put the biker chains around your neck, start doing some pull ups. Yeah, man. Oh, Legit, yeah. The, the guys are snapping on me in the fucking, in the fucking chat. You got made a fourth. It, it just popped in. He's talking about I was the rug cutter. Now they tell me I, I got Tron Travolta moves and I was dancing machine. You're damn right, man. <laughs> you guys know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he was into that, man. But they had a party called like the. It was the Freedom Party. It was every Friday. You know what I'm saying? So every Friday, man, I was in that in that motherfucker, like in the middle of the dance floor, dancing like dancing for for my life, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah, man. Yo, man. Um, damn, this was two hours. Let me, let me yeah, out. I'm surprised your phone lasted this long, man. I see you going back and forth, you know, from the from the cold to the to the hot and shit. So you you holding it down. I'm surprised it shit lasted that long. Oh, um, no, you gotta just make sure it's it's, it's cold, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the reason why I gotta keep going back and forth. But it's cool though; it doesn't bother me. You bought that AC? You bought that AC for the phone? I did a couple of times. Then I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had sent um since they uh, um uh Amazon thing because they actually got like a ACs that you could buy and snap on the back of your phone. Yeah, man. So we we got to get state a fucking GoFundMe, man, so he can upgrade his <laughs> his equipment and shit, man. So if anybody wants to wants to uh to uh to do the the state fund here, um how, how you do the um the, the shit? Let me, let me put it in die. <laughs> I'm gonna put mines in there and I'll forward the money to him. What is it? Um, KPC. Yeah, this is um. I just put my my freaking cash app in the, in the on the, in the comments. So if anybody wants to drop a dollar in there, I'll forward it to um to state, and uh, we we can we can help them get a situation together over there. Because <laughs> right now, enough. right now it look like you need some light bulbs too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tibbs just, just threw me out there for about 46 minutes. Hey, <laughs> 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 right, man. But, well, um, yeah, man. You want to call it a night, man? Say that again. You want to call it a night? Um, yes, sir, man. Let me, let me get out of here. Fold my clothes and stuff. Get ready for work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm happy. Probably watch a couple of these other games, see how these seedings um play out. <laughs> he, put, he put the cash in there. 
Yeah, man. I, I'm That's waiting. I'm anxiously waiting for the first deposit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Let me let me get out of here. Um, everybody know me, man. You you can follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Twitter is State NYK Pod. Um, Instagram State NYK Pod. Um, the pod is everywhere, man. Spotify, Apple Pod, Stitcher. Player FM, tune in Google Pod, Google Play, Alexa, it, everywhere, man, everywhere, man. Including on Dollar Nick podcast, his podcast, everywhere as well. Um, Nick Nation, it was nice talking to y'all. I didn't even notice it was about it was going on two hours. Now I finally do notice it because now my legs getting tired. <laughs> so yeah, like, man, I, I had to I'm, piss for like the last 30 something minutes, man. I don't know if anybody noticed me shaking back and forth. I'm sweating too. I don't know if you fucking noticed. You know, I, I just finished drinking <laughs> what, like, what is this? Uh, 24 ounces of, of freaking um, Coors Light? Jesus Christ, man. What a what a night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, uh, we are die hard, man. You be safe. Um, Nick yeah, no Nation, down, man. Y'all be safe, man. I'm out of here, man. Your boy, stay. Other stay. podcast, man. I'm out of here, man. Peace. Uh, peace, man. Salute to you, brother. Yeah, peace, bro. And yeah, we got state. State is here, man. His phone just started to act up. I don't know if you guys peeped it, man. Here it goes. <laughs> anyway, this Dying Next podcast, as you can see, me and state every Sunday. Check us out around nine o'clock today. We started at seven. Well, you'll see, man. Well, I'll try to. I try to put it out in advance. Um, Dire Knicks at the half. I didn't do it the last two two nights because of the one one p.m. games. But look out for Dire Knicks at the half to crunch time. Um, you know for for this playoffs. But then again, it might be a little different, man, because you know I'm excited. I want to get out in the streets and do something, man. So we'll see what what, what we do, man. Um, this um this week and then next week, man. So without further ado, four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb, salute, and I see you on the next one. Somebody just commented, "What's up?" Yeah, follow State on Twitter if you dare. Because <laughs> State is a beast on there, man. Everybody have a good night. Thank you, Sincere. Shout out to Sincere for, for holding us down the whole entire podcast. I appreciate you, man. Um, my man Jarrell just popped in, too. Los Knicks. Uh, shout out to you guys. You guys are always um, supporting, man. I really appreciate it. Shout out to Made of Four. He popped in at the end, too. Appreciate you guys for supporting, man. Get out there, like, subscribe, and all that other stuff, too, man. I'll see you guys on the next one. Like I said, I really appreciate all the, all the love, man. But, you know, I really would like to... Um, um, grow the pot, grow the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So please get out there, like subscribe and all that. Peace. <laughs>